Hello everyone, this is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra. This is a live stream coming from my own little studio and it would, our schedule for today was on meditation on learning dance. But currently my guest is just having some tech issues so she's running late, okay? So she's trying really hard so she can join us. Um, while we are waiting for her, I'm going to introduce her to you, okay? And if she makes it, God bless all of us because then we could enjoy her presence. If not, we'll talk about dance. But I want to honor her because she said she'll be here and sometimes tech happens, okay? Tech issue. In fact, for two days now or three days, I was having a hard time getting in touch with my sister in the Philippines. And I think for 24 hours, at least also, they had a brownout. So um, these things happen. And sometimes these things like is, they, issues like this is like a resistance or testing our patience on also testing our critical ability on what we can do in a moment. So we just stay right here and grace. I tell myself, take a deep breath and exhale. And I'm just going to enjoy my company and your company. Okay. All right. So this is quantum nurse podcast and I am Grace Sagler. Check out quantum nurse So Let's see. I'm going to share to you my favorite quote from Rumi on dance. Okay. Dance when you're broken open. Dance if you've turned the bandage off. Dance in the middle of the fighting. Dance in your blood. Dance when you're perfectly free. And that's what dance feels to me. Isn't it interesting? But anyway, as I said, even if Kim Leary, our guest, is not here, let me still introduce her to you. Because I know if she doesn't make it to this live stream, I'm going to do an interview recording for her. And you will still hear her. You will still see her on the YouTube. Okay? So... Kim Leary, or she's popularly known as Alexia, is a world dance performer, choreographer, and instructor in central New Jersey. She is co-artistic director of Groove Merchant Drum and Dance Ensemble and co-director of her school, the Drum and Dance learning center in residence at YWCA Princeton, New Jersey. Kim has been involved in the multicultural music and dance genre since 1989. Miss Leary has performed at numerous venues such as Lincoln Center, the Ohio Theater in Soho, Cami Hall in New York City, Dance Space New York City, Fit New York City, the Evolving Arts Theater New York City, the Black Box Theater New Jersey, as well as many at many colleges, universities, and festivals as a soloist 
and with her own dance company, Groove Merchant, Zaz, Z, Zaze Dance Theater, Jamila Salimpur's Bal Anat, and Dalia Karela's DNA Project. Kim holds a certification in training and development in multiple intelligences and the arts from Keene University. She is also, she has also her 200 year yoga certification training through Honor Yoga Princeton, facilitating creative experiences and teaching dance and appreciation for music and her passion. That's just a little bit about Kim. Too bad she's not here, but as I said, if she doesn't make it to the live stream, we're going to do a uh, interview recording and then you could hear her and it will I will still upload it in YouTube, okay? So, but I've known Kim for um, for many years now, for over 10 years and other than her gracefulness, our artistry and just creative mind, she has for me, she has a very compassionate heart as well because she has supported many of um, charitable events in this area, including the charitable event that I had when I or our created web of compassion. And that was a nonprofit organization that focused on dance, arts, music, and theater to be able to raise funds so we could help disasters around the world. And Kim, whenever I ask for her presence and her entourage, she will always be there, okay? So again, but thanks anyway, thanks for being here and supporting Quantum Nurse and just being interested in meditation, in learning dance. So that was her topic. Okay, let's see. So, did, in all cultures, as I traveled, and even in books, right, you'll hear it in history, whether it's written history or oral history, dance is one of those that's just like woven, is part of the tapestry of all cultures. And different dances, some are slow, some are fast, some are very like dynamic, uh, others are very, they sway, they slow, but whatever it is, there's something magical in dance. And it seems like it was one of those natural medicine because I don't think they had a formal class of let's saying, okay, let's dance. Because when I was growing up, there were no dance classes. Then eventually, I think when I was already in high school, then suddenly there were like ballet dance classes for kids. Then in college, there were cultural dances. Uh, but again, because of a lot of incorporation or, or adapt, uh, adaptation of Western cultural life, a lot of our native dances in the Philippines were not taught aggressively in the school. Thank goodness the part in the Philippines that, oh, she here she is, so I'm gonna let her in, okay? 
but in the Philippines, as I was saying, then the the part in the Philippines, they were able to preserve a lot of dances. Hi, Kim. Hey, I agree. I told you guys. <laughs> I I did an introduction for you, Kim. Thank you. Okay. So, and I was just saying also that you are not just artistic, you are not just graceful, but you are also very compassionate for you're always helping any nonprofit events and charitable events, and you're always there. And okay. It's what feels it's what feels right. So that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. And then I was just saying also that all cultures have some type of dance, whether they even acknowledge it or not, but they have some type of dance. So it's like part of the woven tapestry of, of human existence, I think. Right. Yes, in creatures, like in the animals and thinking, they have their own dance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, now we can focus on what you have to share for us. Sure. So tell, tell me again, when did you first realize that you want to dance? Or how old were you when you started dancing? Well, um, can you hear me okay? I know we're just uh, we're just uh, technologically getting <laughs> together here. Okay, good. Just wanted yeah. to check. Um, you know, I started dancing when I was very young. The, the typical American kid thing where your mom takes you to dance class when you're like four, five years old. Um, so that I did, and I liked it. Um, I continued all the way through until I was a teenager. Um, I took a little break because I thought I was too cool for school at some point. <laughs> and, uh, but secretly, I was still dancing at home. Like I put on my albums, and when I'm supposed to be cleaning the house or whatever, I would be dancing and you know, putting on a show for myself. Um, but then I think at the age of 19, I finally found a school that resonated with me. So I got back in. Um, and um, at the age of 23, my mom uh, was taking belly dance classes. And she wanted me to, she's like, you will love this. You have to come do this. She was so excited about it. She loved it. She wanted me to experience what she was experiencing. And I was deeply involved in, you know, uh, I, rehearsals for like the other projects, like other dance things, ballet, jazz, tap, that sort of thing that I was involved in. And um, I was like, what is this? I don't even know what you're talking about, but okay, sure. Um, so she took me to see her teacher perform um, at a Greek night, which um, it was not, not like a college Greek night, but an actual uh, Greek night with live music in a taverna with the belly dancer, with the singer and all of that. Um, and that teacher became my teacher. Her name is Tasha. She's here in New Jersey. Um, and from that point on, you were hooked. I never stopped. And this is this is year 31 of being in the multicultural wow. arts. Um, so what that did for me, Grace, just to kind of expand on it a little bit, it was a world I was not exposed to um, and I had no idea. I felt like um, by the age of 23 in the, the in the U.S. or in the Western dance world, your dance life is over 
except for maybe taking some classes here or there or um, you know, dancing at parties and stuff, but it, it's 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 not part of an everyday life situation as you know you you grow up as a dancer. It, it, the you know um, the body type doesn't fit anymore. The age, I mean, everything. So when I found um, Middle Eastern dance or Arab dance, um, it was very clear to me that um, you you could. This is part of a culture that everybody dances and it's for all bodies and it's for all ages. And it opened up other uh, world dances to me that I had no idea existed. So West African dance, Afro-Cuban and Caribbean dances, um, flamenco. Um, so, and these, it's like, as you, as you, as you marinate with time in these dances and in life, the dance and the expression becomes so much richer um, and you're allowed to express it. You're, you know, it's not like you're, you know, you're 25, please sit down. We don't want to watch you anymore. Yeah. And I really remember um, before even I think dance became popular in my eyes, you were already, you had your little dance studio already and you just, keep on going, keep on going. You move to another place and another place, but it never is, you never, no. <laughs> you know, you always have that courage, you know, that's something that I, I think we could, uh, you could share more. How did you just, what made you like keep pursuing it? You know, and I'm sure you had, you had to take care of family as also of friends and yeah, share, share all of that. Cause you had also students who were even, they had some ailment. They they were also pregnant. And they yeah. were beautifully dancing. Life kept life keeps happening, and we kept dancing. That's and and playing music, right? Because there's the music component to my studio. Um, so you know, um, just developing the studio in the first place. I used to I I taught and I used to teach. I, I call it like the triangle. I would go around the state in a week. I'd be doing this this runaround to teach at different locations. Um, the opportunity came up for me to do something very close to home um, in my own studio. So I thought to myself, it's it's risky, but I'd be mad at myself if I didn't try. So we went ahead and did it. Um, and within that, um, the community was already building, like because I had been teaching for a couple of years, um, going to these other places. I had no idea if people would show up. I thought it'd be starting from scratch. I didn't know if people would travel, uh, but the community had already been started, right? So people came and then, um, so this, you know, the work of, of having the studio and the dance groups that I have, it's a community and an environment. It was very important for me to provide something that was a safe place for discovery um, it was a safe place for um, us coming together for a common purpose, um, and that was to explore music and dance that we, we didn't know anything about, so we just we learned together, so that bonds people. So um, just knowing that um, people were willing to travel and to keep this community together, no matter what the circumstances were, because yeah, listen, over the past, like, the studio officially 
is 16 years old this year. Over the past 16 years, we've had at least four major moves. Okay. And it stayed intact. All of our people came with us, the, you know, the community came. So really community, I would say, and the, um, you know, and the, these are adults that are doing this. So I, I don't even have any kids classes per se. So these are all adults. This is something they do for themselves. This is something that they enjoy and dance obviously um, gives something to them or else they would not put the time in. Because I'll tell you what, I spend a lot of people, we spend a lot of time together yeah. in the studio hours a week, which is sort of unheard of. You know, people go to the gym, they want to get in and out, in and out, right? Man, when people show up for classes, we are there for the night. <laughs> so. And I and I really, yeah, I did notice that, yeah, you attracted a lot of uh, mothers. So, you know, not just single people and mothers that sometimes I think I'll see them uh, with their toddlers or children carry you know tagging along with them mm -hmm. and then um and then it's also very multicultural yes you know you attracted people from different cultures from mm -hmm. from all corners of the world <laughs> yeah so it's very interesting there's something in the dance in this what you teach just extremely important i believe for healing mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And it's, it's healing to just, um, you know, I'm teaching it, but I'm also learning at the very same time, um, you know, in community with people. So, yeah. What, what is the most challenging part in, you know, managing in, in maybe in dancing it and then also maintaining the business, especially now, you know, <sighs> I'm taking a big breath on that one. <laughs> Breathing is my answer. <laughs> um, honestly, um, it, it, I can't say that it's always been balanced. Um, this was—you had asked a question about what what do I see as um, what what would I consider failure? And here's where this comes in: um, putting myself last in the whole thing of. Uh, part of the whole thing. So I, um, you know, finding the balance, um, I think just the, the, the fact that there's so much energy in the community that, that people want to, people, listen, everybody in our group contributes in some way. So it's not like it's all on my shoulders, not saying that, but that the bill, the business part of it, um, it really, um, you know, you just got to keep going. <laughs> you just got to keep going. And then, for me, uh, over the years, it didn't always happen this way. And guess what? My health took, it took a toll on my health because I just kept pushing and staying on this hamster wheel that our culture can set us off on. Um, and um, I would say probably in the past three, four years, I've really worked toward meditative and mindful practices that keep me, um, strong to keep going um you know and then listen there's been some downtime and like having to take some time to heal and not be full force with everything and you know you got to do what you got to do to take care of things oh how do you um for um let's see many times also i see that um the, even though the, even if they're pregnant they dance so beautifully and it just kind of fits in as you were mentioning earlier that it's sort of like a dance that 
how do you get that can oh, cut through cut through like the normal imagination or the conceived perce perception of a normal body type on when mm -hmm. that yeah um i feel like um everybody that comes together or at least at least we come to an understanding and what i try to allow or, or facilitate for people is that everybody is capable you know what i mean you, so you just you need good information right so that you you have a strong foundation um and then to do it in a natural way that you feel um you still want to feel like you're achieving something you want to feel like you're learning something and you want to feel like you're having fun while you're doing it this is why adults continue to do things um but just um you know allowing people to um be themselves so we have a structure and it's like okay guys here's what we're shooting for right so here's the movements and stuff but then once we get solid and comfortable with that just the encouragement of you know be you because that's what people want to see they don't want everybody to they don't they everybody doesn't want to see the same cookie cutter dancer doing the same step yeah. it's nice to sync up and all of that stuff but they want to see your personality they want to see you shine so um, that is a very big part of our, my, my school and, and what I, you know, hope happens for people. And Kim, they got guys dance this too, right? Oh, uh, Arabic dance, of course. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and you've taught young kids as well? I have taught uh, kids um, some of the folkloric dances. Um, so there's there's different regions like I mean in the in the in the Arab world or in the Middle East there are many different regions and regional dances. So um, listen, I am not of the culture. I am not an expert in the culture. I am just a lover and learner. That's the best way I can explain it. And what I'm sharing is my what I've learned in my experience. So. What I also do with this is make sure that my students also know where's the where's the um, the resource for somebody within the culture because I can show you what I have learned and what I know, but it's even more important to make sure you're learning from somebody within the culture so that there's things that there's no way that I could um, express in the way that somebody who grew up in the culture could. By the way, I want to say hi to Sherry. Sherry's watching and Josh is watching. So we have friends who are watching. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching. Yeah. We're spreading the love of dancing. And uh, now then, then you have also a part of your other uh, center is the drums. Yes. And, and so talk about rhythm and what it does to the to our body and for our hearts, for the healing and, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, whether it be, whether it be music or dance, I feel like the mindful practice of bringing your attention to, you know, working with and learning something is a very, it's a very healing thing because you're becoming very focused. It's mindful. It's meditative. Um, absolutely. The vibration, right? Everything's a vibration, 
right? So just by playing drums, you know, you're, it's very invigorating. It really, you know, I, I don't have all the scientific things to tell you about it, but there's no doubt there is a different feeling between when you, before you started playing and then after, right? And then what that does in terms of an audience or people who are in the community, it just, it's very uplifting. Um, it draws people in. Um, and then they start, they start, whether they're making noise or not, their bodies are drumming too because they just catch it and they go with it. Um, you know, sir, uh, uh, cultures um, like West African culture, there are many different rhythms. Um, and Dave, who is my, uh, Dave Merritt, who is my partner, he's the music director of the Drum and Dance Learning Center. He's, he's done a lot of learning over the years um, of the traditional rhythms and everything is for a purpose. You know, it's, it's, it's function. And then you can think of it as art as function, right? Because there are rhythms for specific times of the year or certain um, cycles within a lifetime. Um, you know, so all of it has its purpose and is absolutely healing for sure. Thank you. I love to dance. And I know most of our friends watching now, Josh, Sherry, the, the whole family, we just really like to dance. And you're right. It's functional. It's physical. Because it's just like, you know, how they said if, if the drum, if you play one drum, even if you're not touching the other drum, there's also a vibration that takes place already. Oh, yeah. there, there were uh, there were research on that or studies, just like yes. you, know, you play something and even the guitar has their own, because it's all about frequencies and vibrations. Mm -hmm. So in also in our body, just that's why sometimes when you hear a loudspeaker or something, if you're next to a loudspeaker and it's like, oh my beast, it's like, oh, you got, you want to move away, <laughs> away from the speaker. It's like you can feel everything in your bones. So, so that's why, you know, I'm so glad you made it here because I did uh, Lisa. So I, I want to do a series of all the different dances and it's also another type of movement. It's I think we it's meant for us to move, to move. Yeah. So yeah. I know. So I'm really sad. I'm imagining like, oh my God, what is gonna happen with a Christmas party, Thanksgiving party, with you know those big events that people come together to dance. I guess we're gonna be so creative and you yes. know, dance on this. Maybe they will we'll have all the big events outside as party dance on the street. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, we get to my, my group and our, you know, the dance community. Um, there's a lot of online things that we get together so we okay. can still connect. Um, it is absolutely not the same. We certainly can't um, when it comes to um, music and stuff, you know, everything interlocks, right? So with the video stuff, there's this delay and and everything, so it, it definitely takes um, it takes us away from each other that we can't interlock with the rhythms and, and what's going on as dancers or as you know in, as uh, musicians. So uh, trying, we're really trying to find a way to make that happen. And then back to the drum, it, we are always taught that the heart is like the drum, like like the love dub, love dub, mm -hmm. love dub, and so that's like the drum. We just don't want the 
uh, arrhythmia or the, <laughs> the abnormal drumming, but it yeah. doesn't love the love the so it's just regular rhythm. And then as far as I remember again in in indigenous teaching and then science also has proven that alternative science especially that our bodies like different tones mm. so like the different chakras different uh, vibrations yeah. so then comes like the you know the in the piano right from the cdf jbc so it's like all different tones so if we acknowledge Absolutely. that yeah it in any type of dance so we encourage dance yeah now, do you if when you're ever ready, if you want to teach a little something, something, and we can, you know, continue however you want it. Okay. You know, Grace, I had a, I had a story, like in terms of healing and um, being able to bring yourself to center, because that's a lot of times what has to happen with life in general, right? But within dance, just the breath and everything. I have, I have a, um, a video lined up of a performance that was a pretty profound performance for me so i can talk is that okay to maybe watch yeah. the video yes yes maybe we'll watch it and then i'll talk about it afterwards okay um feel free as long as you you know how to do that because i wouldn't okay, know let's give it a try okay. i'm going to share the screen okay and let's see how this we can get this to go here um okay share do you you have to ask chrome tab here we go i got it Dun, dun, dun. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see it, but um, I may have to accept it as well. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Add to stream. There. See. Let me know when you're ready. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay. Here we go. Let me just turn volume up. Thank you. 
Beautiful, beautiful. All right. So let me stop sharing. Did yeah. I stop sharing? Yes, I did. Okay. And can yes, you see me now, Grace? Uh, I can see you. Okay. Um, it's. Let me just say that you, those, as Sherry was saying, it you it looks like you're floating, mm. or and it's funny because that that movement when your arms are stretched and you could just go around and it could really mesmerize you. Right, it's it's very prayerful that mm. when your arms stretch out and you just keep moving around and around. So, so yeah, say yeah. Talk to us more about yeah. those movements. You know, because I also noticed that I think for me the Middle Eastern dance is the most isolated, like mm -hmm. it's a master of isolated movements. Right. More than any dance, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you are right. And uh, with the exception of what is popular now, that it, all of the... Wow, okay. You know, the, that's, that is amazing to me. The um, hip-hop thing, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this, um, this particular performance um, was... Um, I, I don't usually get... Um, I don't want panic. Like, I don't have stage fright. Like, that doesn't happen... For me, I, you know, you get a little nervous. Uh, you get like, you know, your energy gets up, but it's not like a nervous thing. I had a flat out panic attack moments before stepping onto the stage for this performance. I mean, I could feel my heart like in my throat, in my head, in, like everything was just, and I thought to myself, if I don't get it, this was a 10 minute performance. If I don't get it together right now, this is just gonna, I, this is gonna be the biggest disaster ever, right? So the entire dance was an exercise in breathing. The entire dance, it, I became very, very internal. Okay. 
And it had to become very meditative that the, it was me and the music. It was me and the music and we had to be partners to the music. The music supported me and the breath gave me the ability to move with the music. But I'm telling you, I nearly had a, I swear I was going to like have to sit down and drink water and like not, you know, but breath got me through that. And it wound up being one of the most memorable performances of the, my whole career to this point. Wow. That's fantastic. But first of all, thank you for sharing that. Cause you know, most, most people have, they think that once you're successful, it's like, you know, you, you, once you get over one anxiety that you will not be anxious anymore. No. <laughs> so it's nice to hear that someone like you, who's, who, you know, who's, who's, who, who, who being on a stage is not unfamiliar mm -hmm. and, and that it could still happen. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then, and also when you said it becomes like, no wonder why you're just like floating. Because you just, it's as if you just surrendered. You yeah. just surrendered to the moment and you yeah. use everything that you know about breath and movement. There was nothing else I could do. There, I mean, there literally was nothing else I could do except just surrender to breathing and, and letting the music kind of guide me and support me. That was it. Wow. So it was, a, it was a, a very memorable performance, but the lesson within that was it, it just um, groundbreaking for me in terms of uh, future being able to work through maybe difficult things in life in general, not just dance, but you know, so. Yeah, you know, I just kind of did that this morning, that movement of being around because I'm in this, I'm in this course and it's been difficult or challenging, but it's funny because I found this music of uh, Let's see who's that. But anyway, it's like a gold music. Then um, I said, let me play this because it feels like it tells you that you're a gold winner or something. And oh. I, just, I just keep going around and around. I said, oh, this feels so good. This feels yes. Good. And then, of course, I said, oh, I could use my hips. Then I just move my hips. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, so what is the way? So, like, what is like? The first thing that if someone wants to learn, mm -hmm. what would be the good first good thing to do? Well, um, you know, I guess find somebody that can guide you because in this world of um, the interwebs, sometimes there's too much information out there, <laughs> right? And mm -hmm. you, you want to make sure that you're starting in a good spot. And I think that's hard for people that if you don't know if you don't know anything about something, like you don't know if you're stepping into something that's useful and helpful. There's tons of stuff that's really, really great out there. Um, but one, things have to feel right for you. Um, your schedule has to fit with it. Um, the way you relate to the person delivering the information has to relate to you. Um, so that would be the first thing. Um, the, the, you know, and then I think taking classes, um, what I do for my students is um, we have a, a private Facebook page for our online classes and I'm constantly putting up music and videos um, of the culture and things of that nature. So, you know, you take the class and that's just one small part of it. There's just so much more. Um, so a good starting place would be finding, you know, a class or a teacher that makes sense for you. 
Okay. Now, um, think it. So, well, earlier, um, you were about to say something, and we get kind of just was talk at the same time. So, go ahead, and you know, you had a thought just before I ask you on what would be the first one thing that we were, we were talking about breath, and that's uh -huh. air. Well, that just whatever I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry about that. No worries, no worries. Yeah. Um, because I was always also thinking that, um, in in how can you tell us stories on to tie it with, like with the flamenco dance mm -hmm. and maybe the Indian dance? Because there's okay. some the music are very similar, and I guess because they're all the history of the world is interconnector or intertwined so yes. talk to us more why we see some steps or movements in mm -hmm. one dance and the other right um there is said to be a connection between um uh indian dance north indian dance that is like katak dancing um which is dancing with the the bells on the ankles very rhythmic um a connection to that and um, Arab dance and flamenco um, through a connection of the Romani culture. So this is, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's what I've heard for years and years and years that this is a possibility. It's not that it's a definite connection. I don't think anybody has the real, you know, firm information about whether it's, it's definite or not, but, um, from what I understand, and this, it could just be a tale that I was told, um, in the 10th century, um, the, a Persian king and a, an Indian king, um, they would trade, they would trade things, right? So it was a whole trade thing. And often they would trade performers so that they would have, um, you know, entertainment that was different than what they, you know, had, you know. Anyway, it was a thing of prestige. And that that is how the Rajasthani dancers got brought on what they call the Silk Road or the Romani Trail. All right, there is actually a video, um, a documentary called The Romani Trail, um, which is a very, very, it's excellent. It's an older, I, I got it on VHS, I mean, that's, how old it was, but the Romani Trail. And that kind of gives you um, a music and dance idea of how things moved along this Silk Road. Um, and then things wound up in, you know, across Europe, the, the Roma, it's a, a, the culture um, without a nation, although they are in many nations, right? Yeah. Um, a constant moving and being pushed because they didn't they don't they don't belong so here's the iranian or the um the persian king and he's like once he's done with them boom well i'm not feeding you anymore go go you know so and again this is this is maybe a tale that was told to me so then there's this roaming that happens without a without an actual place to be so you you're constantly push um from place to place and then it breaks off into going down into North Africa, into Morocco, um, and um, then it busts off and goes up into Spain. Um, so, you know, it goes into 
North Africa, and then it branches off up into Spain into the Flamenco area. So this is probably over thousands and thousands of years that this migration of culture, you know, has come to be. Um, I know that with uh, flamenco and Arab dance, the Moors um, occupied Spain for over 500 years. So a lot of the, the Arab culture is left behind. There's, there's residual within that. You can find that absolutely in the flamenco culture. Doesn't necessarily make its way all the way back um, to let's say Egypt, but in Morocco, you will find that Andalusian kind of uh, um, flavor in the music, in the dance, in the songs. Thank, thank you, um, Kim. And because it's not far from the truth, because what else would be the people be doing when they're trading, when they're seeing each other, but offer what they have, right? So if they yes. offer food, and other things, food, music, practices, herbs, plants, language. And that's why some languages are the same as others. Right. We want to say hi and thank you to some of our viewers. Like I know uh, Remy Ardales, she's really a, a, one of the role models that young people could have because she's past her you know, 50s and yet she's she looks beautiful, she looks young because mm -hmm. she's very energetic because she loves to dance. Mm. Uh, and I'm sure I hope I, I, I don't remember, um, but Jennifer, thank you for watching. Yes, thank you for, and do share this while you can and while we have Kim, because Kim is going to, maybe she, maybe she may have prepared something else for us. Okay. You have any 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 more video or something? You know, just so they could really just have a little taste of. Yeah, that. sure. Um, what I can do is get up. I'll put on my hip scarf, and we can um, we can move a little bit together. Um, these would be just some foundational isolations um, that are common. So let me just say this before I start. Um, in my in the basics of belly dance class that I teach, this dance comes from many different regions, many different areas, right? North Africa, into the Mediterranean, up into the Balkan um, area of uh, geography. And this dance has been around longer than we have been writing things down. Um, and then, so there are common elements that are throughout the entire, uh, all the regions, like let's say, you know, shoulders pressing, or some hip movements, those are like the, or shoulder rolls, those are common. But then there are things that are specific to the culture or the region that it comes to, comes from. So um, while, let's say, um, you know, Armenia, like Ar Armenia is part of it, but there's very little hip work in Armenian dance. It's a lot of hands and, and framing and stuff. But you go to Egypt and Morocco, it is all hips, right? It's all about the hips. So there are things that are specific to cult the regions and then some things that are um, common. So in my belly dance class, in the basics class, we go for the common elements. So at least you have, you're learning your bodies, you're learning how to isolate, you're learning weight placement. So these are, I mean, the, I'm, I'm coming at it from a combination of 
um, a Western approach, meaning like understanding what's happening, um, understanding what it feels like in your body. So almost kind of learning from the inside out rather than just watching and doing right. So it's a deep, it's a deeper discovery that way. So anyway, so I will get, go ahead and get up while I'm doing this. I'll continue to talk. I'm going to put on my hip scarf. Um, I kind of think of the, um, the dances of the region, like um, the food where the ingredients are mostly the same. So beans are beans and lettuce is lettuce and you know, all of that, but it's prepared and presented a little bit differently or maybe it's seasoned a little bit differently. Okay, so anyway, all right, let me put on a hip scarf and let me grab some music here. One moment. And I'll follow you with whatever hand movements, okay? Okay, so give me one moment. Let me just uh, put on my hip scarf here. I'm just going to move my chair out of the way real quick. All right, Grace. So I'm going to put on a little music, Grace. I hope that you, um, sorry, um, Facebook does not shut it down, but we're going to give it a go. You mean sometimes they do? Yeah. Oh, okay. All so, right. I can do it without music. Let's do it that way. Let's do it that way. Okay, so. All right, so standing here. But Lisa, Lisa did it with music. Okay. So you can you could still put your music. All right. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put one of our songs from our CD, mm -hmm. Merchant Drum and Dance Ensemble. So this way, if they give us any trouble, it's my music. Correct, oh, right, right. okay. We wrote it. Yeah. That's not the one. Okay, so um, while I'm finding it here, you can find our music on iTunes. Here we go. All right. Okay. So I don't know if you can see me. I got to back up a little bit here. All yeah, right. you're still good. I'm good? All right. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. So isolations are a really big part of Middle Eastern dance, of uh, belly dance. And we can just start by simply rolling the shoulders back. Good breathing with it, maybe changing levels with bend knee, right, taking a simple movement, one isolation, and letting the music guide you, right, we can take some arm movements, good, and I'm leading with my forearm, Creating a little resistance. Right? You can take it into the hips. 
weight out to the side. Bring the weight of the hips behind center. Hips out to the side. And then front of center. We smooth it out. Back. Side. Right, making a circle going side and back and side and front. Side and back and side and front. Yeah, take it the other direction. Side and front. Nice. We can make a ribcage circle. So what I was just doing, just demoing, you kind of follow along. In classes, there's a definite breakdown of how everything happens. So let's do that. We're going to take our hands and bring them together. Heel, and you're going to give some resistance right here. Knuckle, knuckle into the pads of the fingers, and then let it go. So we go. Heel, knuckle, knuckle, release. Heel, knuckle, knuckle, release. Heel, knuckle, knuckle, release. Good. So you're creating some resistance. And strengthen the hand as well as fluidity. Good. Now pull them apart 
right? So think about leading, not with the fingertips, but everything else and letting the fingertips go, good. So now you can pull that across your body like a caterpillar. said you know it that i like to do different dances and so i said to myself if i whenever i retire that's all i'm going to do is that <laughs> all the dance classes but then there are other things so you know you can't really wait before you retire that is the truth <laughs> for find some time okay i used to dance more than two types now it's just no, right now, not, I just dance at home, not yes. the classes because of the situation. Mm -hmm. I can't get used to it yet. Or once in a while, I'll catch someone doing something online. So yeah, yep. like today really, right? This time, it's perfect time to dance more. Yes, yes. And here, here's a suggestion that I have. I mean, yes, I'm teaching, I mean, belly dance is one of the things I teach. I do improvisational dance as well. What I recommend is make yourself a playlist of songs that you can't help but move to. Like when you hear this song, you have to move. 
whether it's like nice and upbeat, there's a party song, or maybe it's just this really flowy kind of lyrical thing that you just, it just makes you feel like you want to move. And put those in a playlist. And then if you play it while you're doing your housework, guess what's gonna happen? <laughs> you're gonna, I wanna know who doesn't dance when they do their housework. That's what I wanna know, who doesn't dance when they do their housework. So you gotta have the right soundtrack. So put it together for yourself, and then it's not like you have to carve out uh, a, a specific time to say, this hour I'm going to dance, right? If you have, because the, the music guides, music is everything. Music is number one, right? It's the thing that guides everything and the inspiration for um, movement for me. Um, sometimes my body guides it because I feel like I need to move in a certain way. However, um, that that music, if you put it together, that would be homework. Like if, if anybody's looking for like, okay, what's my first step? And this is not related to belly dance, but it could be if you have some great belly dance tracks. If you're looking for stuff, let me know. I, can, I have some great play playlists put together. Um, but get at least, you know, I don't know, 10 songs, 10 songs that you just you just shake your butt to, and then you play it. You play it at any time of day. That's really a very good suggestion, because who doesn't have any favorite music? Right. You know, at least everyone has five. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's really perfect to, to have that. The same thing as like when I'm driving, Sometimes I play some music that you like, and before you know it, you're dancing. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Or dancing there, and and just I don't know. It's just I don't know who doesn't want to dance, and I think sometimes they just shy to do it. Yeah. You know? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Grace. What a lot of times, what I get, what I hear from. Um, people who are like, oh, that looks like so much fun, but I can't, right? And the, there's a, I hear that a lot. Um, I, the things I hear is I'm too old, I'm too, uh, I'm not coordinated, I have two left feet, um, I don't want anybody to see me. So these are, these are, these are, um, I call life, it life is short and you don't want to miss out on the party. Um, of movement. So the the good news is, I'm going to pat myself on the back right here because I think you. I'm not sure if you asked me if what what do I consider a superpower? Yeah, that I have. Okay. Yeah. What I feel like I have is a superpower, and it is is looking at what's happening with somebody in movement, and if they're not feeling comfortable with it, I feel like I. It's like it's I can instantaneously figure out kinesthetically what's happening that I can give them a prescription for how they can try it in a different way to have success or have flow in what they're doing so that it feels, it doesn't feel awkward and it feels like you want to do it. So that's what I think my superpower is, is just kinesthetically being able to make adjustments or, or make suggestions about where to go with stuff for movement. And that said, what's yours? Uh, secret, uh, secret for success. Oh my goodness! Um, I have it written down. Let me look. Okay. <laughs> my secret for success, yes, is um, follow your bliss. Um, do do what feels right to you. 
Um, and also just being an internal student, you know, just always being open to learning. Um, I am a learner and I'm not happy if I'm not learning. And then you, you on all of this, you just combine it with all with with the way you choose your food, with the way you choose your music and company. Because you and I, we you know, like I'm, I haven't been attending for a while any of the classes, but then we end up seeing each other in I know we do. charitable events. So. We do, we do. We definitely do. Um, one of the things in the questions that you had, the, you know, the questions you had asked ahead of the, this this event here is, um, um, it was uh, what five topics do you want to talk about? And then the, one of the things is that dance, music, and food has been my travel guide. Like, I mean, it's really guided so much of what I do. So, like, when I travel, um, that like I've traveled to Turkey and twice and the whole, the whole, both of those trips were based on music, food and dance. And then, so I did still get to do the touristy things of seeing the sites and everything. But um, for me, it really helps me to not just have a superficial experience, if that makes any sense um, by, by having, you know, it led by music and dance. We, I, I connected with, with other dancers in Turkey. I connected with other musicians in Turkey. And then what happens is you, you know, they're like, they take you to their favorite place or you meet their auntie or you, you know I mean? So it's, it's, it's meeting the people and having those, those in the moment relationships that are very, um, they're very rich and fulfilling to me. Um, and if I, you know, that might happen if you go on like a, a tour guided tour, like, of, you know, something that's, you know, I would say standard. Um, but yeah, so dance, music and food are my travel guides throughout life. <laughs> so it's, it, I can imagine you that when you are in a foreign place, the first thing you would want to see is where do they have this dance music thing that they say, right? That will be, and others will put that, a little last or you know the back burner i hear you yeah i i mean i make those connections before i even go <laughs> oh, yeah. oh see and then oh, i'll just share to you what sherry said she said uh too old is a lie i yes. started she started belly dance and flamenco when she was 55. yes so guys girls guys and gals you are not too old to start anything no what? no size no no whatever single double married not married men and women you can do that okay and uh yeah she just appreciates a lot and all the others that's right yeah yeah just amazing amazing um i don't know it's just many more to share but the best thing is to do it yeah do, do it at your home find mm -hmm. some online classes right now until mm -hmm. we get to some type of uh, let's see what is the so-called new norm that they we can do but definitely while we're waiting for outside but we can create our own little family gathering outside as well and do yeah. the dance right and and the first as you all have seen it those who were here earlier it's very 
uh, meditative. Okay, she 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 showed us that video of very meditative. So all of this brings into some type of enlightenment. Mm. So it's you know I mean yes I was spinning and that was my my moments of uh, meditation so I didn't fall down and get laughed at on stage. <laughs> but the meditation of the meditation of becoming singly focused on exactly what you're working on so, to such a minute point of like where is my weight placed? How does my foot feel on the bottom of my foot on the floor? Um, you know, what muscles do I feel activating? So it's, it's, it's meditative in that sense, but it's also getting to know yourself, right? It's physically getting to know yourself. Um, and some, you know, some people, some, it, it depends. I mean, everybody looks at this differently. I've had students, they're like, just dance. I don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> just dance, please. You know, um, and that's it, it like just, Listen, I do like in my rotation of classes throughout the month, sometimes we do, all right, here's a quick combination and we're just going to dance it, like just dance it out and, and have be free with it, right? And then there's other classes where we get really, we drill down really into detail about what is happening. And that's the meditation, that's another form of the meditation of, um, that's how you it becomes yours, right? Because I, I get the question, how long does it take? And the answer is, well, we have a lot to talk about <laughs> because what's your experience? What's, um, how well do you know your body? Um, do you have a goal in mind? How much time are you going to spend with it? So th there really is no exact answer. Um, my answer is just go on the journey and enjoy it. Why, you know, nobody's in, a, I, I, you shouldn't be in a hurry. Just, just. Keep, if, if, if you want more, if you want like a certain level by a certain time, then you just need to spend a lot, a lot of time with it. So get on the dance floor, get moving. And what would be your best advice for, I, you know, young people who want to follow your path or be like a good dancer, choreographer, teacher, and, and but, you know, they're facing these strange times. Oh, wow. That's a hard one. Um, well, you know, actually it's easy now, now because there's, um, there's less distractions and we have the opportunity to be still be in one place for an amount of time. Use it. Don't, don't, don't look at it as like, Oh my gosh, I can't go out. This is an absolutely great time to just really hone in and gather your, First, know what you want, gather your resources, and then start working with those resources on a regular basis so that you just are in constant flow of learning. So um, yes, it's strange times, but it's also almost um, a great time for an artist to uh, delve deeper and spend the time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This is the time when everyone is invited to be so super creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I have a nephew and he is a professional dancer and he was based in London mm -hmm. and he had to come home to the to the Philippines temporarily. Mm -hmm. So And he has to go back soon, I think, because he's being called. But anyway, it just everyone has to be so super creative for your own sanity, for yeah. your own health, for then relationships. So either it's up to us whether we want to 
uh, contract our relationship or expand it. So mm -hmm. now we take advantage of this. Um, and any 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 more thoughts? And for people who are caregivers, you yeah. know, again, you they, you 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 heard it. They don't have time. Yes. Or they don't have any the the budget. And so anyway, what else can you suggest for them? So for caregivers. Um, Grace, I know that this is this is probably part of your mission is that you've got to take care of yourself in order to take care of others, right? So um, make that playlist, right? And if you are here's where here's where um, as a caregiver and being with your person you're giving care to can really uh, come together. Grace, you had an episode or a, a video that you had showed about um, a family that song was a, a big part of their connecting, right? With the caregiver and the patient, right? Yeah. So um, there is no doubt if you if you take like songs from when that person, the era when, you know, different eras through that person's life or you know a favorite artist that they have, make a playlist, put that together because this is how um, you're still caretaking and it may not be the physical stuff, but this is where um, uh, where I feel like when somebody has dementia and you you feel like the wor worlds are separating from each other, right? There, here's the relationship that the expectation of where we are with the relationship, and we want it to stay there forever. But the truth is no relationship stays like this forever, right? So mm -hmm. the person with dementia starts separating from where we had then music will bring you right back to boom maybe it's not the same relationship but it's in the moment it's not um it's not fighting against each other like try to be where you were it's, you know what i mean so if you take that music and make a playlist that could just be just part of a day and it just makes it um very enjoyable for you um where you're healing with the music um, you're making a connection with the person you're caring for on the same wavelength, like you are there together in that moment. Um, so that's one. Um, movement is a good thing. Um, if you can, if you can get yourself moving and just get a playlist on that you love and dance while you're doing your job. Just yeah. dance while you're doing your job. Nobody's gonna. I don't know. I mean, if anybody tells you to stop dancing while you're doing your job. You gotta you gotta invite them to dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's why I, that's why uh, one of my favorite movies type of movies in whenever it's a movie from another culture is anything that shows dance and music and food. And of course, most of those movies will have some type of love story. And that's my kind of movies. <laughs> Dance, music, food, and love. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome. great. So um, thank you so much. And if you, you have anything more, but I wanted to announce for uh, our listeners and viewers. Oh, first, let them know, Kim, where they can find you, please. Sure. Um, actually, Grace has it at the bottom of the screen, um, drumdancecenter.com. That is the website for my studio, which is now an online studio, um, you know, until we can get back in person. Um, and I am doing a couple classes a week. 
Saturday mornings, 10.30, is my Basics of Belly Dance class. And I invite you to just, you know, come on in, um, give it a try. Um, give it more than one try because the first week you're always thinking, like you're always like trying to figure it out and think. I feel like it takes a few more classes to get in the flow of things. And also know that not every class is going to be exactly the same. Um, Sunday mornings um, I at 10.30, I teach a gentle stretch yoga and restorative practice. So it's bringing our central nervous systems back to center. Um, so it's a practice, but also giving tips for how you can throughout your week bring yourself back to center with some really simple restorative and physical physical things that you can do um, because it's listen life has always been crazy and we've always needed it but I feel like things are a little bit more on fire right now <laughs> uh, so um, to kind of just pull it all in and calm so those are two really great classes to get started with oh thank you and I wanted to say that um, next week, this coming week, on Wednesday, on the 21st, reserve your time. I have my live free webinar. That's the second one. I did one last Thursday, and I'm going to do it on, a, on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to make sure that I edit that, okay? And that will be on Checkmate Your Health in Three Quantum Move. And I'm going to post a Zoom link below the, you know, below this uh, live webinar, okay? So let's see, I'm going to make sure that people know it's the Eastern Standard Time, because you know, people are connecting with us from all over the world and from the Philippines, from South Africa. So I wanna make sure, there you go. Eastern Standard Time, okay? Um, you can sacrifice a little bit because it's nice to move. <laughs> it's perfect, perfect, perfect. And um, I want to also share at the end, I always share a quantum affirmation. And I will read this three times in the morning, at noon, and in the evening. And today, um, just before I set this up, Kim, I said, let me find the quantum affirmation that I can share with Kim and for mm -hmm. our viewers, okay? So I'm gonna read it three times. It says, endless opportunities. Endless opportunities surround me. I attract an abundance of opportunities every day. Each decision I make creates new opportunities for my success. Endless opportunities surround me. I attract an abundance of opportunities every day. Each decision I make creates new opportunities for my success. Endless opportunities surround me. I attract an abundance of opportunities every day. Each decision I make creates new opportunities for my success. So, and I will, I will share. I, I will send this to you, Kim, and I will post it also. Thank you. It's That's perfect. It's I know. It's right where my brain is these days. So, thank you. <laughs> fascinating you know when you are connected with the your intuition and the infinite consciousness with god god consciousness it's like you know whatever you you ask is let me have something to share and it's always it, 
matches our topic is an endless opportunities no limitation on what you look like or you know for you just because you have to dance especially now there's really no excuse no one's gonna look at you at home later on we could have some virtual performance yeah. everyone in the zoom right yeah they can do that right so thank you again and in my language i say mabalos just remember you oh. can quantum nurse you can follow me on all all my audio podcast that's in i i have it on the downstream um the live stream apple podcast youtube that's the you know soon this will be in youtube as well and anchor while you're in the while you are driving you could also listen to it while you're walking anything so, okay yes. and anything more what else can we say and yeah, so i hope this podcast enlighten you today not just entertain we're more than entertainment okay we don't want to be you be, we don't want us to be just entertaining you we want to empower you inspire you just move beautifully with the dance and thank you for sherry thank you for staying with us and all those who are just quiet but you, i know you're there thank you marie olga thank you my dear family and my sister, she would have been here, but she went to bed at three o'clock <laughs> in the Philippines. That's oh. like because she was busy. Yeah. So I hope everyone is happy and delighted, and everyone have a good evening because it's afternoon. And don't let anything or anyone take the joy out of your life. Overcome your fear, overcome your resistance. That's all in the head, and it's okay because we all have that too. But, all right, so on October 21, 7.30 p.m., checkmate your health in three moves. One move will be overcoming your resistance. Your second move will be becoming transparent, just as if you listen carefully to what Kim said. It was part of that message, is being transparent to yourself to, and use that to your advantage. Then the third lesson is just looking radiant while you're fast. Because when you when you keep dancing, you don't think so much about food. Okay? <laughs> yeah, you have to drink, but you can think too much about food. So, Mabalos, thank Mabalos. you. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, everybody. Any more? Okay, we don't want to miss if you have any questions. Thank you, Remy. Thank you, everyone. And this will be just one of the many. Bye-bye. Ciao.